Um, you know, we don't have a lot of definitive answers about uh, long term what the prognosis looks like. Uh, we've been given a mandate to prepare as if the game is going to be played and played on time. And so that is our mentality. Uh, we've gone about today's business from a game planning standpoint uh, with that mentality. And we intend to push in tomorrow, push into tomorrow uh, with the normal schedule Wednesday and our slate of work uh, for Wednesday. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Chalooch. Yeah, How are you, my friend? I'm fine and dandy. Beautiful. You got a nice haircut, too, yeah. by the way. Anyhow, welcome to the locker room. It's Tunch and Wolf. And we are opening the doors wide open because we are ready to rock because the game is still moving forward. Yeah. And I'm NFL. excited because I want to see this game, Chalooch. The NFL uh, said yesterday that we're going to move that this game's not going to be canceled. Right. It's not going to be postponed. It's not going to be, uh, you know, we're, we're, it, it's, this got, is what we want. We want, you know, here's the thing about it. And I, I get it uh, for a lot of people. All right. This COVID environment, this COVID crazy train right. every year. Okay. Part of the problem is you're worried about, well, what happens if uh, somebody tests positive? What right. happens if you lose players? You know what? Too bad. In my mind, right. okay. The thing about this is that if you're going to do this thing, you got to do this without upsetting the apple cart in all different directions. It's not the Titans' fault; they're trying to adhere to protocol, right? But these things will happen, right? But it's not the Steelers' problem. These, you know, this is something that they had to look at ahead of time, and you had to decide: Are we going to move ahead? Yeah. Or are we going to keep stopping each and every time you have a problem? Yeah, and you know one of the things that uh, I, I'm I'm asking myself is, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin was asked in his press conference uh, last night, uh, you know, is he nervous about the Tennessee Titans having uh, uh, the COVID virus? Right. And he said, uh, no, because we're going to go with our uh, doctors and. Uh, and we're going to the virologists, yeah, the guys the that know safety. all about them little bugs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, if it's safe, we're going to play. Absolutely. And I think he's proceeding the way he needs to. Yeah. Look, again, um, whatever disadvantage a team has to suffer, they got to suffer in this environment because otherwise this isn't like baseball. where right. You can postpone a day and yeah. they can zoom in and out and stuff like that. It, you know, out of cities or add a fourth game or a double header or something. This is, this is football. This is once a right. week. And even if you start delaying a day, I think you start a cascade of unintended consequences that can absolutely mess other things up. My idea in the way that, that this should be run, the only way that I think it possibly can have success is you move full steam ahead, and you either play the game right. or you forfeit. Yeah, one of the two. Well, you're. Um, what would you say if they postponed the game to Monday night? Okay, but again, you're still running the risk of starting unintended consequences. Right. You know there are things that can happen, and here's the problem: once you move one game, now what if they say, "All right, the minimum is you got to have uh, three players." All right, COVID uh, positive. Right. And somebody else gets two, but they're key players. Then you say, well, you got to give me an extra day because you gave them an extra day. Right. Or, you know, you got to you gotta move my game to a bye week 
just like you moved the Steelers and Titans to a bye week and the, you know, the Ravens or whatever. Well, I mean, you know what? You, you can't move teams to bye weeks because not every team has the same bye. I got it. They yeah. do. That's one of the things they've offered about the Ravens because the Ravens are week eight or something like that. And it's, you know, is Rocky dead? Is he alive? Is manager? You know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And to me, those are unintended consequential things that you could begin to have problems with and where do you draw the line yeah you know where do you draw the line and say okay you're down one player all right he's a long snapper well you get along another long snapper all right you're down uh, lamar jackson oh wow okay that would be a hit okay now you say uh-uh we ain't playing this game without okay now you got problems and you have to deal with these issues if you stay within the framework and mike tomlin had a great quote here and it says this Let's see, he was, uh, I was very clear that once we left the station and got all teams into a training camp setting, we as a collective, meeting the NFL, acknowledged that this COVID environment could be challenging to that sense of fairness. So we all proceeded with that understanding. Right, yeah. The, 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 you know, you understand what is at stake. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious if they – go with the game on Sunday, or if they postpone it to Monday night. It is interesting, but again, to me, if you're going to do this, you got to start with a hard and fast rule as best you can. Play it yeah. or forfeit, yeah. because otherwise I think you've got too many outward-flowing dynamics that can upset the apple cart in all different directions, and these things create problems. And, of course, if you got to – Thought about it out there at 412-919-1316. You're welcome in the locker room to express your thoughts about this, but my thoughts are pretty much set in stone. You play the game, you know, or you forfeit. Right, right. And, and it, to me, that's the most simple thing, Chalooch. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's only three players. As of now. Now, supposedly, I'd heard that they, there was they... a, another player that was reported COVID positive. Now, I have not seen that. I can't find it anywhere. Uh, somebody might have more brains than I do. It wouldn't be hard. But Well, they shut down practice till Saturday. Right, of course. They can't practice till Saturday. And so if you can, if you can only you know, go overnight one practice you know, on Saturday, you open up and you say, okay, we've got a walkthrough. Well, you know what? That's tough. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what Mike Tomlin was referencing. You know, he, because the question was act, asked in his press conference. You remember this. Yeah. They said, I believe it. You know, all training can or all teams should open their facilities at the same time. In right. fairness, yeah. All right. So then the next question was, well, if you believe that in, in fairness, then how do you equate having a, a week long practice advantage over an opponent? And that's where Mike was talking about the fact. Look, once we knew the trains leaving the station, that we're embarking right. on a season. Yes. All right. Now this is, we know it's going to be challenging. We know that there could be problems and issues. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, the, this COVID thing makes games kind of uh, questionable. Well, it does. Yeah. and, and, and uh, How much are you questioning yeah, it? Yeah, well, because Tennessee is not going to practice till Saturday. Right. Uh, I think Tennessee, if I was Mike Vrabel, I'd call the commissioner and I'd say, uh, we want to play on Monday. Right, but yeah. again, I would say, I think you got to play it on Sunday. That's yeah. just again my only belief. And I would say this: I would be consistent if this was reversed. If this was Pittsburgh, I still would hold to that belief that if once you start moving one team and another team and another, um, you're going to have all kinds of issues. And again, I go to 
Where do you draw the line? Right. You know, you say, well, five players. Well, what if they're five practice squad guys? Yeah. You know? Or what if they're— When one was a practice squad guy, the, t- the tight right. end. Exactly. Yeah. But my, my only point is, what if it is a Lamar Jackson? Or what if it was a Ben Roethlisberger? What if it was a Cam Hayward? All of a sudden, your significant members are the ones that are included in that, oh, maybe five or less, and we don't, you know, we don't move the game. Or five, six or more. We do. I mean, again, you start to make these little adjustments, and then you, you create a whole other— Series of consequences. If if I had a bunch of stars, <laughs> I would have I would have wanted the game to move to Monday night. No question, no question. But my my still uh, my point is, I would rather see them stay with it, um, because I think in the long run, that's the only way you're going to be able to. And from what I understand, there's some you know you listen to some of the national media, and they say, according to Roger Goodell, look, this is going forward regardless the whole season. They are yeah. going to have a Super Bowl. They are going to present a Lombardi Trophy to somebody. Right. The only way now, to my understanding too, that they've also Raymond James Stadium. I think is it's in Tampa this year or right, whatever right. the that, name. That's is. the Super Bowl. Okay. So they say that the the NFL was holding it for February. March and April, um, so that means in my mind they are they were thinking about or making plans for a contingency thing where you might have to delay games, but at the same time, how are you ever going to get there over sixteen weeks if you keep delaying? Right. I can see it in the playoffs. Could you not see it in the playoffs? Right. That would make sense. All right, you got a couple playoff teams. Now maybe we got to adjust and move the schedule around. But to get through a season, if you start now. I mean, we could be playing year-round. Yeah, yeah. And, and my question is, uh, the Super Bowl, are there going to be fans in the stands? <laughs> you're jumping way ahead there, Chaluch. But, you know, you're right. Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, are we going to go with the, you know, fans or cutouts in the stands? Right. Because <laughs> I can only see, if you're going to go, if you're not going to go fans, you better go with a lot of cutouts. Right. And don't do the thing that they did in South Korea at a soccer game when they got mannequins and they put them in the stands that just didn't work out good at all that was really and we're not even going to talk about right, that. right 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 <laughs> because of the unintended consequences of trying to put people in the stands yeah but you know i wonder is there going to be fans in the super bowl well here's the thing you know it's interesting because uh you know art rooney has uh made a statement you know art the second that um it's time yeah. You know, he's talking about bringing people into Heinz Field. Right. That there needs to be start being some people. And I, I agree with that. I think you've got to start opening up a little bit and have some fans in the stands. I mean, by golly, at, at some point in time, it would be a, a positive thing, I think, for the guys especially. You know, I go back to that game. Think about it, Chalucci. You and I were both looking at each other. Right. Third quarter, right? That lull, that like – you know, there's a TV yeah. timeout, and then the t- t- Texans started getting their game on, you know, a little bit. You remember that? Yeah, I, I, I wish that uh, they played the uh, Renegade. <laughs> Get off the Renegade, all right? Renegade oh. was not happening. Well, you know, they played a lot of loud music. Well, they did play some loud music, but, you know, Renegade gets the crowd jacked, and the crowd gets the players jacked, and it just... I don't know. It didn't seem to have the same sort of like effect. Well, it, I know it, you were jacked up. Yeah, you were it, dancing it, around in the radio was, booth. It was uh, uh, low volume. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, they went 70 decibels, but they could jack it up to 80 yeah. because with less than 2,500, that's the new policy. You know, I, I think that uh, uh, the Renegade would get the guys jacked up. Well, uh, yeah, it might, but you know who did? Yeah. Stefan Tuitt, remember? Yeah. Stefan just creamed Deshaun Watson on a hit. Then he came back several plays later, sacked him with a vengeance, right? And he got in Vinny's face and started getting all crazy. And Vinny's like, okay, let the crazy train roll. And right. Vinny started getting crazy. And then the rest of the guys all piled in right. with that energy bringers that you talk about all the time. Yeah, you know, and energy bringers, Stefan Tuitt, Mike Hilton, uh, Vince Williams, right. uh, Cam Hayward. Yep. They, they, these guys are are They're great. the juice. Yeah, they're the they're juice. They're the juice of the defense. And, you know, let's face it. Um, in all your years, who uh, who brought more of the outward energy, offense or defense? Defense, probably. Yes, the yeah. defensive guys. You know, the def- well, defensive guys talk so much, and you yeah. know that's okay. You let them talk, right? But the fact is, they're ener- they're energy bringers naturally because they're chasing the quarterback, they're chasing the back. They are, you know, as a group, they're they're a bunch of you know, let's go after them. And offensively. We're offensive linemen. First of all, we're fat guys, right? So we save our air. Right. We save our words. We're not going about to get into a big yelling contest because you know what? We might be a little winded at the time. So, so we're in the huddle. Yeah. We're saving our juice, right? Right. We right. go after them, and we go after them. But the real energy bringers outwardly, you know, are the defensive guys. They kind of feed on each other. Yeah. You know, Dwight White used to talk the whole game. How about it? Yeah. Dwight used to talk the whole How about in practice? Game. Yeah. He smack talked to you all the time. You yeah. remember? Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking at you sometimes going, chill out, chill out. You know, there's no need to get all, all fired up. He's just talking. Yeah. Just let him talk. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight was great. He was great. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, so going back to this whole thing with the, the COVID environment, what, um, in my mind, all right, you got to move forward and keep moving forward. Right. Because, again, I would reserve, if you move any games, um, you've got to move them in the playoffs. Uh, and if you start moving games in regular season, you're not going to finish this season. Yeah, because uh, you're going to get uh, conflicts. Yes. Yeah. Exactly so. And, again, With I everybody's go back to, schedule. Right. And trying to adjust those schedules, as you're talking about right now, and trying to, how do we put it, uh, put a limit on the COVID cases. Um I, 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 don't, I don't see that. Right. You know what I mean? Think about this. If you get three guys, you can easily get six guys. We're talking about not just those guys, but the trainers, you know, the stadium personnel people that happen to be around. We don't know. You know, and the problem, you know what really bugs me? How many, you know, they say four personnel guys. Five. Uh, five personnel yeah. guys with three players. players. Right. But you said there, there was another player. Well, what I said was there was a report that there was a fresh new positive COVID um, test, whatever. And um, I have not seen that report. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it. If that's the case, that would be more. But I, I, I got a feeling it's one of those things that uh, it's, it's not true. You know, right. that's one of the rumors maybe out there. But the fact is just watching um, this thing unfold, I would say to you, think about it. You say three players, all right? You got th- only three players. Well, you got to move forward. What if it was Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and uh, Ben Jones, the center? Yeah. That would, like, 
that would be huge. That would rip the heart right. out of the, the Titans' offense. You know? Right, 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 right. Um, so I, to me, it's you got you got This is a big boy league. Yeah, you started off with the thought that this could be disrupted, and it can be disrupted. You might be disadvantaged, but I think you got to move forward, Chaluch. Right, I do. All right, so we are going to go to break, and uh, Chaluch and I shall be back. Are you back? Are you still uh, here? I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yes, we are. We're still here, and we'll be back after this. You know, we've talked openly throughout this process um, that 2020 is going to have its challenges. we got to be light on our feet, be ready to adjust and have a hardcore plan. Uh, we're ready to live that out. Uh, we understand the uncertainty, but we got to have a, a high level of professionalism and singular focus in spite of that. And uh, those are our intentions. That's been the intentions of our staff today. And uh, we'll sell that to our players tomorrow. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, we're back, and that was Mike Tomlin talking about light on your feet. And one of that that thing means, that statement means, that if uh, the game gets postponed to Monday night, you got to be light on your feet. No question. Yeah. No question about it. You know, Chalooch, it can happen. But, again, once you start those moving things around, you know, it's kind of like it's the same thing principle we have with offensive line. Yeah. What do we always say? You don't move two guys to fill one position. Right, right. You know, and my only thought is you start moving – Teams around and stuff like that, it's but, got issues. You know, uh, but if you move the game till Monday night, it, it's not a challenge. I'm not saying you can't do it's that. It's not a challenge. But, I, 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 well, I don't know. You don't know all the consequences that, that occur out of it. Right. You know, I mean, it, it can be. And here's the problem. Where Again, where do you start drawing the line? Right, we got three players that have uh, are COVID positive. You got right. five personnel people. So, all right, let's just say, let's just for the sake of argument, all right, we got three COVID positives, five who, personnel. That's the, the that's the the minimum. Who okay? are the five personnel guys? Are they coaches? I had one of them is outside linebackers coach. Wow. Uh, maybe one was a defensive coordinator, or was it out? I don't know. But anyhow, here's the point. Again, do you say three and five, or do you say all right? If it's the head coach, uh, if it's the a coordinator, if you say it's the quarterback, all right, then we move it. Yeah. Now, see, you're making all these sub rules. It's like instant replay. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make a rule for everything that comes up, and then it's gonna lead to another instance that you gotta make another rule. You know. And to me, if you're gonna get through the season, 
Save the movement games for the playoffs is what I would think. You know who the offensive coordinator is? Who's that? Arthur Smith. You know who he's the son of? Hmm. The founder of FedEx. What's he doing coaching football? Why? <laughs> you, you know, I, I worked with him in, uh, uh, at Chapel Hill. Oh, did you? He's a great guy. All right. And, you know, he was the first year he was interning with the Washington Redskins. Okay. And that's when I uh, met him. Right, when you were doing all when your I, work with Well, you know, that's not when I met him. That's when I saw him. I see. Yeah. Well, the whole thing about it is like Mike Tomlin said, you got to be light on your feet. Right. And I understand that light on your feet means it could be a Monday night game, but light on your feet also means that it could be a forfeit. It could mean you only get two practices in during the week. It could mean that uh, you get no practices in. I don't in. think it's a forfeit. I don't think they're going to forfeit teams. I don't think so either, but in my mind, that's the only way you handle it. I'm, I, I just I believe if you're going to move teams, you move them in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I don't think it's going to uh, be that – challenging uh you know the monday night game right. will be, be easy yeah but again again you're, you're you're going into areas where you're starting to make sub rules you know okay let's just say that um whatever you got somebody's hurt and you got well you know what we got a couple covid positive guys so can we move our game to monday night or tuesday yeah. instead of sunday because we want the injured player who's Tuesday a, night. Yeah, uh, uh, the injured player who's a superstar. Don't think shenanigans like that won't arise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. please. You know, you know, you know what happens in Foxborough. You know, every time we went there, all the mysterious things that unfolded and yeah. happened around there. Okay, when when uh, the alarm went off in the middle of the night. Need I say more? Huh? Yeah. Need I say more, Chalooch? And, and uh, our, you know the. Uh, uh, you know, when we used to think that Al Davis was bugging the locker room. <laughs> right, at the Coliseum. Yeah, we used to say, hey, Al, Al, how you going? How's the day going? Yeah. Turn the warm water back on, please. Yeah, and so, <laughs> you know, we it may be that Foxborough has bugs. Belichickian <laughs> bugs. Oh. All right, let's go to the phones, my All friend. All right, CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, you two old folks here on Field Nation Chicago? How the heck you doing today, guys? Fantabulous as usual. Older and fogier. Okay. Hey, welcome back, Coach. We kind of missed you yesterday. We sure did. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to unpack, so let me hurry up. Uh, first of all, I got to say, I got to give a shout. I had to change my, my, my protocol here. I got to give a shout out to the Dirty Dozen Plus crew because the brother called in yesterday. Yes. And he wanted his name added, but uh, uh, I wasn't able to get it. So uh, the Dirty Dozen Plus crew. Uh, uh, my second point here. Hold on, hold on, CR. Could you go Dirty Baker's Dozen? Huh? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll <laughs> give it some thought. The Dirty Baker's Dozen. <laughs> That's thirteen, okay. man. So, That'll work. Because every time I hear you say something about bakers, I think about food. Because I know you think. Right. Well, food. that's it's the first thought that comes naturally in my my gourd. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey guys. Uh, okay. Monday. Monday. I was out voting, and uh, uh, so I, I I couldn't get a, really get a chance to uh, talk like I wanted to, and then I I, I lost the call, which is okay. I yeah, we're sorry, I lost you. Yeah, but it was uh, too many people in. But I got my vote in, so because I didn't want to be uh, going through a whole bunch of changes with the mail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my vote is in, and uh, 
They were um, because I'm on on your show a lot. They recognize me down there, so they put an armed guard by my vote, so it's going to be there. Until, <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the the next point here is um uh yesterday uh I, I missed the call, man. I, I I'm up most of the night, so uh somehow or another I didn't hit the radio. The, the alarm go off, and uh you had the you had the Wild Wild West on yes. the show, man, and uh. I really wanted to to get into that, but you know I had to listen to you guys. Then we had that crazy announcement, and that just that just messed up the the whole show. I man, had butterflies in everybody's stomach, but I'm glad they turned that thing around. And uh, Wolf, I really agree with you. Uh, changing dates and all that kind of stuff it just it just creates more havoc, and and we don't really need more havoc. So I'm glad they straightened that thing out. Um, number four is um, I was listening to the uh uh. The show with uh, the Wild Wild West and uh, Arthur the Body Moat. And in place of mm-hmm. Arthur, because he wasn't able to be there, they had Adam Crowley. Right. Now, oh, I want to go back to, to yesterday, um, to Monday. My um, Wait a minute. You're Havoc all by yourself, CR. You're bouncing all over the place. You must have some super energy or a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't drink coffee that often. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to go back to my game ball because I didn't get that out. So okay. We got JC uh, for Monday. We got JC and, and Eric Ebum on on the offense, and then on the, on the defense we got the uh, uh, of course uh, the, the White brother and Hinton. And then I also want to give a game ball to the defensive coordinator and uh, and uh, the coaches for shutting them guys out in the second half. And I think that's really worth a game ball. No question about Amen. it. Amen. Okay, good choices. All right. Go, what else? Go, go, Go ahead. I thought Twitch was going to say something. You know, uh, the, the you know, Butsy is a great defensive coordinator. Yes, and uh, you know he calls uh, blitzes at the right time, and uh, you know he's got the blitzers. He's got Save Mike. Save on that because we're gonna we're gonna move on to that. In he's the next got segment. he's got Vince Williams. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So again, uh, Monday later on Monday evening, I was listening to the Wild Wild. Western, as I was saying, right. and they had Adam Adam Crowley on there in, in place of the moat, and he said something that really caught my attention. Uh, and I think you guys covered it a little bit uh, either Monday or yesterday. But here's what it was: it was about um, um, uh, JC. Uh, normally, what the coach says, I'm going to run them until they run the wheels. And the wheels off. off, yeah. But the way they ran that game on Monday, uh, Sunday. Was they had JC getting in his hundred plus yards, but they was uh, filtrating the other running backs in key positions at key times, and it gave JC a little bit of breathing. Well, room. understand. We're going to talk about that. All right, that's good stuff because I know where you're going with it with Anthony McFarlane and with James Conner. I love Anthony McFarlane. But the thing you got to understand, and we don't have enough time to cover it in here, is. Some of these guys now are really starting to show an affinity for certain styles of, of running game opportunities. And I know where you're going with that, CR. It's a good idea. James Conner okay. on some of the counter tray, the traps. But Anthony McFarlane on some right. of those straights, 15 straight outside zone blocking. It's, I'll tell you. So stay tuned for that. You go keep the defense off key because they don't know what to do, and you got different plays, and and that James McFarlane, man, that boy, he got on the outside and made them runs. It was just – it was off the chain. So. Okay, hey, now you just I, combine I, the two, James McFarlane, okay? Keep it straight. You know, Tunch and I both have hit our heads many times over the years. <laughs> You're going to confuse us, man. 
Okay, I'm with you because you really got confused the other day when that guy called. I in. did that <laughs> whole segment. I blew up because I couldn't remember whether it was Dano, Nathaniel, or somebody else. You know. <laughs> and then he called. He, you know what? I appreciate him because he called back in yesterday and said that uh, he apologized if he stepped on the other guy's toes. But anyway. He's a good that, dude. That was, yeah, no problem. We got to go to break, though, okay, CR. Okay, here we go. Real quick. Hey, Whoop, tomorrow is way on Wednesday. You be on your P's and Q's, man. Wait a minute. Wait that. a minute. What's today? What's today? Way in Wednesday. Oh, today is way, oh, wow. Today is way. So how'd you do? <laughs> hey, stay tuned. It's coming up. Okay. In the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here, here we, we go. go. Thank you, CR. All right, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf Amtunch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. Um, on the injury front, um, Watt uh, has a hamstring. Uh, he could be uh, classified as out or doubtful, if you will. I uh, doubt that participation is going to lead to play in his regard. Marcus Allen uh, has plantar fasciitis. Uh, he could be classified as doubtful. Again, if it perks up, uh, his chances are better than Watt. But again, uh, if you're looking at potential availability there, it is what it is. The rest of it. There's normal bumps and bruises associated with play. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, we're back, and uh, Mike Tomlin was not talking about T.J. Watt. He was talking about Derek Watt. Uh, that's a relief. Yeah, that's not a relief. that you like that because Derek Watt is an integral part of the core four special teams. Yeah. Um, and, and he also uh, had, back. And also, yeah, as the, the doing yeoman's work as they trailer on the counter trays, which right. were highly significant in last Sunday's game. Um, but obviously he's down with a hammy. But T.J. Watt is more <laughs> important. Yes, exactly so. And also Deontay Johnson is in the concussion protocol. Right. And Marcus Allen, which I wondered why we weren't seeing him. Plantar fasciitis. Oh, that's painful. That's really – I've had a case of that now. Yeah. I would hate to have that as a player. That would really hurt. Yeah. But, you know, I will say this because, you know, sometimes you get a little down, you know, and so, you you know, you go to your favorite food. Right. You know, I mean, and these the things – The comfort can, food. The comfort food, you know, because, yeah, you know, you got things going on in life and – yeah, you know, you weigh in Wednesday's coming, but you know, the thought of a little bit of dessert ain't a bad thing. My name's Dewey Oxberger. My friends call me Ox. You might have noticed that I've uh, got a slight weight problem. No. Yeah, I do. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I went to this doctor. I forgot about this. Well, he told me I, I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> I'm basically a shy person. I'm a shy guy, and uh, he suggested taking one of these uh, 
aggression training courses. You know these aggressive training courses like Est, those type of things. Anyway, it cost 400 bucks. You know, 400 bucks to join this thing. Well, I, I didn't have the money. And I thought to myself, join the army. It's free. So <laughs> while I'm here, I'll lose a few pounds. And you got what? A six to eight week training program here? Which is a real tough one? Which is perfect for me. I'm gonna walk out of here a lean, mean fighting machine. <laughs> well, that says it all, baby, because I got on the scale today and we had a little bit of a setback, but 299.5! Oh. Hit it, baby! Yes! 299.5. That's right! Two weeks in a row. Yeah, under I'm excited. Still under three bills. Still working towards it. As the good lady Karen said, she wants to get you over two, you over 200, me under 300. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to work. I want to bang the drums all day, baby. You know? Yeah, you're banging the drums all day. Absolutely. Dewey Oxburgers got it. Yeah, Just right, you know? that was uh, from Stripes. Do you remember how many times Mike Webster would say, what, you have a six to eight week training camp? Which is perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Webby saying that over and over. We right. watched Stripes so many times. And I'll tell you, one of my the most favorite memories I got, because remember in 84, yeah. Stripes came out. And Chuck came along and was running next to us when we were jogging out to the lower field up in training camp. Yeah. And we're going across that softball field, and he pulls up next to you, and I'm on the outside of you, and he says, I want you two to know that you two are the la are last in line here. And I remember I turned to you, and I said, I'm pacing myself, Sergeant, you know, and I'm looking at Chuck, and Chuck looked at you, and he goes, like he didn't see it, you know, what, what's that? Yeah. And then you go, he didn't see stripes. <laughs> All right. Yes, he indeed. He didn't see stripes. He didn't see stripes. Look, and the... Uh, on the, uh, you know, CR was talking about the running game. Right. And, you know, looking at that, it was interesting because one of the things that started to really make itself kind of apparent on Sunday was James Conner's ability to run the short yardage, right. power yardage, the counter traps, the logs, when Matt Fowler yeah. was pulling out the log or Dave DeCastro, um, you know, the screens, he's, he's still, he caught four, four balls for 40 yards. You know, that was all good, the six traps. And then Anthony McFarlane with that outside zone. Right. That's something that uh, adds a new dimension to uh, an elevated rushing attack. Do you not think right, so? Right, yeah. And, you know, one thing about Anthony McFarlane, uh, he's got great vision, a great cutback, a great jump cut, and he's fast. And, uh, and he accelerates, and like he's, you said. And he's physical. Yeah, he's Absolutely. physical. Yeah, I just I had to signal Jacob. Great job. He put that all together. That yeah, was so yeah. much fun. Yeah, and and uh, James Connor with the uh, counter trap. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, Vance McDonald runs the counter track very well. Uh, he adjusts to the guard, and you know, well, we, he stepped in after Derek yeah, Watt yeah, got hurt, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. You know, we used to uh, tackle and guard would pull. And uh, there would be penetration on the backside. Right. Uh, and the, the, so they put in the tight end of H-back or the fullback, which lines up at H-back, 
and uh, th- that's been working very, very, very well. It's interesting when you you pretext it with you know that zipper motion. Yeah. You know you hit set, and, you know the tighter goes across one way and then comes back. You know you almost think when he comes over from say left to right and you're going to run the counter trap right, and then he goes back to the left. Like, oh, he's he's going to go out on a pattern or something. But then he is the trailer on that counter trap, which is nice because it kind of it shifts your focus a little bit in the eyes of the defense. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I remember I liked the counter trap is easy when you're a guard because you just run right down the line. Right. And you either and log, put kick uh, out. the guy, or you kick the guy out. The tackle spot is a little bit trickier because you've got to give yourself just a little bit more depth off the hip of the guard right. so that you can read whether he's going to log or whether he's going to kick out. Because if you if he logs, you're in perfect position just to go around him and then continue on up on either kicking out or looking and he, inside. And as he kicks out, yeah, you – You can you, plant you, with you, that outside foot and turn up the and field. And turn up on the linebacker. Exactly. Now, the other thing, though, is like as you talked about with Anthony McFarlane, how much you loved watching this kid – back when we were watching at Heinz Field, because you were saying to me all the time, you're saying, look at how he accelerates when he gets to that second level. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that he's very, very good at, uh, he uh, he presses the tight end right. on the onside. How, explain why that is so important. Because the tight end is uh, trying to hook the outside linebacker. And if he hooks the outside linebacker, uh, Anthony McFarlane uh, continues on get, that path. Gets right? on the perimeter, uh, and if he doesn't hook the uh, outside linebacker, Anthony McFarlane cuts it back. You know that's what uh, a good running back in the outside zone does. He, uh, he 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 presses the tight end, or he cuts it back. Do we have time to take a call, or do we? Yeah. Need to- Let's, let's take it. Let's go to Ed in Cleveland. Ed, uh, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you doing? Hey, I, good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. How good. you doing, Ed? Hey, uh, just called a couple things. You know, you guys, when you first started uh, this morning, you started you talking about playing the games and going forward with the games. And given the Tennessee organization credit here, Bravo came out and said, hey, he's ready to go. Just give me one practice, and I'm, I'm ready to go uh, Sunday morning. Yes, that's, that, that's what I heard. Then I, I also heard, I listened to another station in Pittsburgh, and I heard Arthur was on, Moats was on that station mm-hmm. yesterday. And he talked to, he talked about an unfair advantage. You know, the Steelers are going to have an unfair advantage right. playing just because we're going to get to practice. But, again, like you said, well, and I'm just reiterating what you said, these were the rules going into an unfair season as far as COVID-19 and all these other right. things. Simple as you know, what if what if the Steelers would have been that team? We still would have to play, you know what I'm saying? And we still might have to do it again this year. It right. might it might come later in the year where we're in that position. And and that's all I want to say is that I just gave uh Rabel a little bit of props, you know, for coming out and saying, Hey, you know, we know the rules, we'll be there. We'll be there on uh on uh, su- Sunday morning. So anyways, that's all I really got, guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate and, uh, that. Yeah. All right. You guys have a great day. All right, Thank you. yeah, you know, Mike Vrabel is a was a retired player, and uh, he was and a hard nosed player. Yeah, he was a rough and tumble guy, and uh, you know. And I I understand what Arthur's saying. You know, Arthur comes from more modern era in the right. NFL. You know, back in our day, there was very little that would subvert a game. You know, I mean, it's just the nature of where we come from in two different eras. Right. But it is an unfair advantage. But you, as Mike Tomlin said in his quote, you know, and I go back to that quote when he said. 
you know, this COVID environment could be challenging to that sense of fairness. So we all proceeded with the understanding that it could be an unfair season. There's right. unfair advantages. Yeah, and, and uh, the unfair advantage. Uh, but I, I don't think it's unfair. Uh, I, I think if Tennessee plays on Monday, that's not unfair. I don't even think you need to move it to Monday. I'm still I'm still yeah, of the mindset. Mike Vrabel said uh, we're ready to play Sunday. Yeah, and I, you know what? I take him at it, and I think, again, if you go with the mindset that if you're going to move any games – you move whatever playoff games you have to move. Yeah, I you know what I'm I think that uh, you can move regular season games to from Sunday to Monday. You can, but again, you start a cascade of problems and issues, and you have well, to. Why do you say? Why do you? Uh, because what's the protocol now for? Is it three guys? Is it two guys? Is it one guy? Is it personnel people or is it coaches? What? I mean, at what point do you say that, okay, that's too many, we got to move it? And like I said, what happens when you get a, say you have a star player that's a little dinged up? Right. Well, you know what? We got a COVID case or two here. We can get an extra day, and maybe our star player is all right to go on Monday night or Tuesday. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, when you have a COVID player, and when you have a COVID player that's uh, a tight end on, a, uh, on the practice squad, and when you have a COVID player that's the long snapper, uh, you you know you, you, you the problem is you still you, don't know the fallout from right. what those who they infected. You right, know, there's still a ramp up time, so there's so many variables. To me, again, I'm I'm just of the mindset, and you have your mindset, no problem. Uh, but it's to me, it's like you play the game or you forfeit. Moving around, it's too much of a problem right now. But uh, anyhow. We're going to go to break right now. Right. Take it away, Chalooch. Uh, we're going to go to break. He's Wolf Omp Tunch. You're in a locker room, man. This is the Steelers are 3-0, and and we're getting ready to, to go to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Welcome back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we have Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider, our good buddy, and he's got a book on Troy Palomalo that's coming out on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, we're we're gonna we're excited it. about it. Yeah, we, Wex, I gotta ask you: Were, were you aware of, of Troy writing that kind of open fan letter? Really, it was it was just a great letter that he posted on his Facebook account. We uh, Wes read it out yesterday, but 
Were you aware that was coming? Three things came to mind. No, I'm not aware of anything Troy does. <laughs> Three things came to mind. He knows the book's coming out. He probably wanted to get ahead of it on a couple of issues and uh, how he was treated by his teammates who were all talking to me and telling me how they treated him. <laughs> so he's responding to what he knows. You know, uh, Joey talking about them going out and right. Troy saying, I was. I felt like I had the Secret Service with me. Right. They treated me like a little brother. They all talked about how they always begged Troy to come out with them, and that when they when he did, it was truly a great night. Even though he didn't do anything. Right. They all loved when he came out. Joey talked about how his uh, X-rated stories became PG around Troy. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> he just made me. He just made me a better person. Uh. So that's one thing I thought about. Two, I thought about. Wolf, your suggestion to me that Troy write an open letter to his children for the last page of my book, which I sent Troy a text and asked him about that. And I I wondered if that's been coagulating in his mind. Ah, yeah. And uh, three, three, the third thing I thought about was him, uh, uh, the um, uh, Hall of Honor, uh, and me thinking this letter makes it seem like he's not going to come for the visit, for the honor. Hmm. I didn't, you know, didn't strike I, me I, as know, I know Art Rooney, too, was out his place in March, and they had a meeting. I don't know what the meeting was about, but it could have been this. You know, if we elect hmm. you to the Hall of Honor, are you going to come, Troy? You know, we've got to work this out. Right. And uh, I know reasons why Troy's upset, and he told me off the record, and uh, so it's going to stay off the record. Right. But um, uh, those are the three things I thought about, and I held my breath. I was probably the only one who didn't enjoy reading that because I was holding my breath, hoping that my book remained fresh after this letter was (laughs) (laughs) And it it was. And it also came to mind, you know, I read uh, a long five-part series in another media outlet. It reminded me of reading that, and Troy spoke for that. And all the cool stories Troy ruined with his humility. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> that's and that's so, a truism, you know? You know, I covered Troy for all 12 years, and he had personal one-on-ones and asides. He would give me cool stories. He knew I was writing a book. He wouldn't agree to sitting down for long interviews and helping with the book and therefore being – responsible for what's in it you know? <laughs> uh, and there's and he has nothing but he he doesn't know that going in and, and he sure does, isn't going to want to read 400 pages about himself to make sure it's all right which I, I think he would love it i think his wife will love it i think his kids will love it and it's not just because it's uh, praising him and and, and you know, platitudes and stuff. It's it's just a cool book about him. Right, you know, right. Fun. While he was a, a good guy, he was still an interesting guy. He was mischievous. He did a lot of pranks. He <laughs> had some real keen insights. He was just interesting. So it's not like we're writing about a saint and it gets old saying how good he is. Right. You know? it's, all, it's all boring. Uh, so anyway, um, um I, I have 12 years of his asides and comments and quotes and and uh, a lot of interesting, insightful stuff that he may not even remember saying. You know, 
uh, his, his old spiel about Gatorade, you know, things, I just think top the top of my head right now that he, if you were to ask him these kind of things now, he would be way too humble and tamp down any kind of cool story. Mm-hmm. Like, when Doug, when Doug Ligurski thought Troy was peeing on him in the restroom, you know, things. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? You know, there's a lot of, a lot of fun. And I, I finished reading that and I thought everything in my book survives. And it's funny you ask me because the book ships today. Uh, my graphic designer did a great job. It's a beautiful book. And she has to do a couple things with the pictures, and then we're shipping it. And it's a, it's out of my hands right now. Wow, that's we, awesome. You know, nine straight months of work, and it's done. And I, I reread it, and boy, you hate to reread it, reread it for a third or fourth time. But I was rereading it in the way she laid it out. And it's like 425 pages of text. Mm. And it doesn't beat you over the head. It's not hard because it's, it's a 425-page notes column. And everybody loves the notes column. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Absolutely. Jimmy, uh, my question to you is uh, whether or not uh, the Steelers playing the Titan Titans uh, on mm-hmm. Monday night. Uh, but what do you think about uh, about that uh, situation? Well, I love the way Mike Tomlin is approaching this. You right. Know, light on our feet. We're preparing every day. Right. We're not. Don't don't give me any hypotheticals. We have a game Sunday. We are light on our feet if that changes. But I'm not gonna hypothesize, and I'm not gonna answer your hypothetical question because we're getting ready to play. Well, is it fair that they only get one day of practice? And I thought Ben answered that really well today. Ben said, "Hey, look, uh, we don't socialize." I don't have people come to my house. I homeschool my kids. This, the practice squads have been enlarged for this reason. You get ready to play Sunday because you're supposed to. That's how it works. Right. And that's the warnings we all had at the beginning of the year. And if your team is reckless, and, you know, I have no idea how some of these guys, why they're on the COVID list. And I don't know if they were reckless. But, you know, everybody's trying their best to to be ready for Sunday's game, and, and the Titans have to do the same thing. You know, I'm of the same mindset. I think Ben said that much better than I ever could. Um, I and my, prob- <laughs> my problem is when you start to accede to people saying, all right, we've got – just say right now, you got three players and you got five front office personnel. we got to shut down the operation. Well, what if it's two and four? You know what I mean? What if it's one and one? What if it's the one one player, and but that one player is, you know, Lamar Jackson? See, then you've got all these subtexts of how do we do this? To me, it's like you either play the game or you forfeit. It's one of the two. Lamar Jackson isn't on the Tennessee Titans. The game is. Uh, well, did they and it just they came across. What, what, you know, Jake, the Hold game. Hold on, we got, we got something, Wait. a newsflash coming on. Okay. Okay. Right now, the game is being reported reported to when? Do you know when it's being postponed to? Uh, It's postponed? That's a shame. Oh, man. That's a shame. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's postponed to Monday night. Probably. Right. Right? I still don't think that's a good idea. I think you— Why not? Just what I've stated. Okay, you're going to start having problems over who 
who who gets a, a day extra day and who doesn't? What if Lamar? Yeah. Let me ask you this, Jim. Wolf, you 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 made a great you made a great point, Wolf, about all that. What's the line? What's, yeah, that's the problem. The demarcation here: is it star player? Is it starting nose tackle? Is it long snapper? Is it outside linebacker? Coach? Yeah. And yeah, what is it? And it shouldn't be any of the above. But uh, if they move it to Monday, I, I you know, okay. And I'm sure Mike Tomlin will say, hey. We play Monday. We're light on our feet. Absolutely. Right. There's no question about it. Um, right. The other thing privately, I would. Privately, he may be missed. Right. I got gotcha. you. And it's, <laughs> it is it is what it is. And you're going to do what you have to do. But I still think you're, set, you're setting a poor precedent because what I think you need to do is protect the playoff time. Right. If you've got playoffs, you know. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. You've got to be able to protect being able to move that because that's where the money starts really coming down. You know, down. I don't mind it uh, uh, being transferred from Sunday afternoon to Monday night. I, that, that, that's not uh, – Again, uh, you're not addressing, though, the other ramifications. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's just uh, – We'll just have to agree to disagree. Yeah, it, it, you, we, have to disagree, yeah. we have to disagree. But, uh, um, uh, Jimmy, what do you think about the game being played Monday night? I, I got to agree with Wolf. I think it's a bad precedent uh, unless you had it in your rules that there's so many num- – you know, you have numbers, and if they came – if the test came later, it, 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 it passed, you know, past Sunday, they came out today or something. You know, you have to have parameters set. This this is willy-nilly now, and you're – like the Ravens may only have one guy down at some point, and that guy's Lamar Jackson. So what does that mean? You know, yeah. they'll be – Look at looking for a postponement. Uh, I, so I have to agree with Wolf here that this is not a good move. But who do the Steelers have after that? You know, I don't even know because I'm of the mindset. One, day, I always look one, 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 one game, game at, at a time. time. But, Jim, let me ask yeah, you this. I, I know we're all, we're all of that mindset. It's killing us because, you know, this a Monday night hurts the following week. It all, it, there's no doubt about it. Let me ask you this in your opinion, based on what Ben said. Ben said, hey, I homeschool my kids. I don't have people over. Now there's reports coming out with Las Vegas Raiders. They're at a fundraiser. They're out there, you know, at a country club without masks. Uh, and, you know, Philadelphia Eagles okay. at, uh, at the Heinz Field. All right. The point is the Vegas Raiders are out there. They're at a country club, and they're intermingling with, with people that aren't tested. They've got no protocol going through. A lot of the people weren't wearing masks, just the media and the photographers. Um, you've had a report of somebody finding their way into the Vegas locker room that that Gruden allowed them in, you know, bypassing the security checkpoints. I mean, they're obviously a little bit more slack than, say, the Steelers are. And does that start to play, oh, we get, we get an extra few days off because we have few COVID? Well, that's your problem. This is where you know, it bothers me. That's the leadership of this country. Whether I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to listen to the medical guys, right? And you know, if they say put the mask on, everybody got to put the mask on, and whether it's stupid or not. You know, you're setting an example, and and, and Gruden uh, is probably carefree. It, it sounds that way. It's just you know, Mike Tomlin wore those masks. All those guys at at, at Heinz Field had those masks on their own pictures. And I thought it was such a good example because there's a lot of high school coaches that aren't. And one is my local one, the perennial, perennial doormat, Norwin Knights. 
their coaches were not wearing their masks. And here you've got Tomlin just setting a perfect example because that's what you do. You wear the mask. Just wear the thing and do this right. Don't have people over. I just It just drives me crazy, fellas. Sorry. Uh, if, if you agree with me, tap on wood. <laughs> well, he's, he's reaching for my Knock head. Wood. Get, get your hand away from Knock me. Knock on wood. Wex, again, the problem that I with Vegas that I just outlined, if you are slack at right. all in your protocol, then all of a sudden you turn around and go, gee, I got a few COVID That's players. reckless. Yeah, but the problem is now you can say, well, give me a week off. Give me a few days off if, because the precedent is already yes. set. So right. this exactly. is where it bothers exactly. me. So, well, the, NF, the commissioner has to be a strong leader. You know, Tom is a strong leader, and uh, we need leaders to emerge. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, thank you, Jimmy, uh, for you, uh, joining us. Uh, Jim Wexel from Thanks Steel City Insider and author of the Troy Palomalu biography. It's coming that's out. Coming it's going to be great. It's coming out in Thanksgiving. There you go. Talking about the Tennessee Titans, man, 3-0. and um, This is a group that has won close football games. Uh, they got a definitive personality. Uh, they got an awesome play demeanor, one that we respect. They're a rough and tumble group. Um, and, and so we're looking forward to a challenging game there. Um, they're going to bring the best out in us. If you're looking at Tennessee's offense, man, it starts with working to minimize Henry and his impact on the game. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, that was Mike Tomlin talking about Derrick Henry and the uh, offense's prowess. Uh, you know, one of the things that Derrick Henry does is he wears down a defense. Uh, you know, he's great at the uh, outside zone. He's great at the cutback. He's powerful. And he's fast. For a big running back, he is fast. And, and he uh, always falls forward. Right, right. I mean, this guy, he's as subtle as a frying pan to the forehead. Yeah. I mean, he's just coming at you. And, and we got to stop him. Oh, there's no question. Look, we, one of the things we, we're going to be talking about as we go along here is looking at that offensive line. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spend, you're going to spend, we're going to be, it's funny, I came downstairs and Faith looks at me and I go, <laughs> she, she sees like my eyes are like bloodshot, you know. Yeah. She's like, she's like, what are, what are you doing? I go, now I know why Tancho always looked like he needed Visine. When you start watching so much tape right. over and over and over. and But the, one of the things that stands out over and over this is a bludgeoning, rough and tumble, as Mike Tomlin right. calls it, offensive line. This is football the way it used to be played 
back in the heyday. That's right. More, more or less, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of outside zone, all that stuff. But these guys are tough. They're big, they're strong, and they like to plant people. And, you know, they, they come off the ball, the offensive line, and the tight ends come off the ball, too. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Derrick Henry pushes, uh, you know, what we were talking about, uh, uh, the uh, push of the uh, uh, tight end. Right, on the outside. And, and on the, the outside, guy. and uh, Derrick Henry does that. And, and you know, when it, it's contained... He cuts it back. You know, he is so – he looks high-hipped. Yeah. He, does, he looks like they'd saw him in half if he hits it up in there between the tackles, and he just crushes people. Right. I mean, if you if you don't bring your big boy pads, I'm looking forward to yeah. the first time that Vinny goes mano y mano right. with Derrick Henry because that's going to be a collision. That's right. That is going to be – that could start a forest fire. That, yeah, that, that could they, be such a collision. You know, that was, that's going to be a big collision. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phones. Uh, Juan in South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great, Juan. How are you? Doing great. First of all, let me get a shout out to my guys, the Dirty Dozen crew. Wait a minute. Hey, now, well, now, hey, hey, it's well. now officially called the Dirty Baker's Dozen because they added a 13th. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I didn't hear that part. I just got tuned in. Hey, hey Wolf, I missed, I missed the way and I heard the music, so what's the way? The weigh-in was 299.5. A little bit of a setback, but we're still under three bills. Yes. Hey, we, yeah, we started three bills, so you good. You good on my behalf, also. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little. My, I should have not had some of uh, the, uh, you know, the extracurricular eating. The extra I pizza. Did. You know, yeah, I, I swallow a lot of aggression with, along with a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I was watching the replay on Sunday's game. So on that play with um, Claypool. Why? Why wasn't a flag thrown? Because the guy grabbed his arm. Did you guys saw that on the play when you almost made the catch when he was on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were both battling for the ball. It was right after con- first catch contact, they were both. The defensive back was is permitted to do that. He can try to strip the ball, rake the arms. You know, they're taught to reach for the hands when the hands reach, and uh, okay. strip the ball in the middle. Right. Okay, and also. Um, with the um with Deontay, why they ain't let the ball bounce in the end zone? Cause we as 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 you can see, they went down the field and scored. So basically, we gave them a free seven points. Why they ain't let the ball bounce? Uh, what you mean when he had his heels on the five yard line? Yeah. Okay, that I think that's a bad judgment call on right. his part. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's still a young guy. You know, I mean, he's he's fully capable. He's one of these guys that I think is going to be uh, great, uh, you know, after a few few seasoned years putting it all together. But he's still capable, like any young buck. You know, yeah. I remember when I ran by a run through linebacker when I was warned ahead of time yeah. in Cleveland, pick up the run through as the backside pulling guard, and I ran right by him, and he made the hit. And I remember going to sidelines knowing I'm getting ripped by Raleigh Dodge, and I'm shaking my head. Why didn't you look for the backside? <laughs> run through when you were warned but when you came out on the field yeah but you still do things uh and and then you saw him by out oh, the corner of oh, your okay. eye just i just bypassed i was anyhow so in other words one <laughs> you sometimes you still do dumb things even when you're warned not to do the dumb thing right yeah 
I agree. I agree. And also, um, I didn't know if you if you guys remember Friday when I called in. I said the the streak will be over, and the streak is over. The twenty five plus games of turnover, we didn't turn the ball over. Ryan, I do remember. That's a great call, Juan. That was a great call. Beautifully done. You yeah, got anything else to predict this week? Anything else that we can, uh, you know, hype on? You know, like four wins yeah. in a row. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep the mojo going. We're going to beat the Titans. And also, I'm going to say this one. The defense is going to sit. I'm, a, I'm an Alabama guy, but we're going to sit. We're going to sit Henry down. He, he's not going to do nothing. He is. i tell you what, though. He is so impressive. You watch the tape on him. Yeah. The guy is big, he's strong, he's fast, falls forward, he and does he can, all the things. And, yeah. and he's got a little bit of a shift. A little bit. You yeah. know, and when he shifts, it can be seismic. Yeah, if he yeah. shifts his way right into you, <laughs> you better be prepared to buckle up. Well, thanks, Juan. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Love you, guys. All right, Appreciate love you, you brother. Too, love you, man. man. All right, let's go to Sarcastic Sword Parts Unknown. Sword, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, thanks for letting me in, guys. Uh, just a couple of things. I meant to ask you a couple of weeks ago if you got to see uh, Coach uh, Mike Munchak when he was in with the Broncos there. We couldn't get anywhere we, near we, the field or coaches any, or players. We're yeah. not anywhere near the field. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Hey, uh, what I was impressed with this past weekend, you know, certainly the second half, but I seen the whole game and seeing the first half, made me appreciate the second half all the more. And the reason, you know, you go in at halftime, you make all the changes. But for them to come out and execute those changes is another thing. And that's what they did, which impressed me with this team, to be able to correct yourself. You know, every team tries to do that at halftime. And God knows the last couple of years we've tried to do it, and it's to no avail many times. But... The way they came out changed things and corrected uh, the things that were wrong was impressive uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one quick question about uh, the virus and whatnot. You guys have played when a flu was going around the locker room. Now, I know because of what this is and uh, being as contagious as it is, uh, that has most to do with it. But physically, when guys had the flu, which gets passed around as well inside of a locker room, I wonder how physically the guys that are that have this thing, uh, how much worse they are than guys that have the flu and play through it. Uh, you've seen that probably many times over your career. I remember but, one night, Tunch spent the whole night in the bathroom right. throwing yeah. up. You know, he had the yeah, flu, and then he went played, and played the whole game the next day. Yeah, I played the whole game. It was lucky it was Monday night. Oh, my goodness. Well, well I imagine they could play, but they can't because of how contagious it is rather right. than right. their physical health, I would think. I would think that uh, right now, you know, it, by the way, I just got a thing on my phone that says uh, – that the Ian Rappaport is saying the Pittsburgh Tennessee game is scheduled for Sunday is expected to be played Monday or Tuesday. So Tuesday? now, yeah, now they're even talking wow. about Tuesday. Wow. So again, um, you know, it is what it is. And Mike Thomas said, you're going to be light on your feet. I personally, I'm against that, but Tunch is for it. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the way it is, uh, you know, so we'll, we got to move forward and see what happens. 
One last thing, you know, there's four or five plays in a game that are critical. I mean, the fourth downs uh, that we went for, the two-point extra, uh, the extra point right. for the two-point conversion. There are things that in the last couple of years we failed on, and the next day we're talking about, geez, if only they would have this. You know, they're, they're doing those things, and each week they're getting better at doing those things with the people they have. And uh, it's starting to look pretty impressive. I mean, I'm still holding off for, you know, we played teams that are 0 and 9, but this will be a great test, I think, this weekend. Uh, and looking forward to, to see them progress. Yeah, well, I, this is going to be a great test. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great test. You know what I want to see is I want to see the, the front ends and both the offense and defense because yeah. in the trenches is going to be a great battle. This yeah. is one of the yep. games that you, as a player, back in the day, Tunch and I would highlight because this was that you, this is old school football, get after it, rock 'em, sock 'em style right, stuff. Right, right. And it's going to be very physical. That- the only thing that bothers me is seeing Mike Vrabel and why we let him go. Discussion <laughs> for another day. Yeah. Right, Thank you, Sword. Appreciate you, brother. Well, indeed, you know, you, you look at it and, uh, you know, that game, one of the things that, that Sword triggered in my mind was uh, that two-point conversion. That was Juju that caught the ball, right? Right, right. What I thought was so great was that Juju worked his way to the inside position and in a very close quarter combative type uh you know window he caught he that it. ball with those hands he's got strong hands yeah you know one of the things i forget about when you watch juju is what strong hands he has um to catch that ball he's he's pretty good and you know one of the things that uh we're gonna have to stop derrick henry and uh right. ryan Tannehill, right and Corey davis well first of all Tannehill looks that this is crazy. He looks like what I was expecting out of Deshaun Watson. Right. They roll the pocket. They sprint out. They do waggles, all that sort of stuff. Right. But we didn't see that from Deshaun Watson. I still don't understand why right. Deshaun didn't do any of that. Uh, very not Didn't do any, but not near as much as I thought they were going to do. You know, one of the things that uh, Tennessee does very well is they run the ball, they run the ball, they run the ball, and they play action pass. Oh, boy, do they play action. Uh, and they, you know, and Ryan Tannehill launches it down the field. He's got a good arm. Uh, when uh, it's a play action pass. You know, he's pretty tough, too. He took some shots in that game and got planted a little bit. But they've only been, I think Tannehill's only been sacked, what, three times? Yeah. This will be a challenge. This will be a challenge. They've maybe three and a half. I don't know. They're very similar because they don't sack much and they've not been sacked much. Yeah. You know, so I look at, at Tan. We'll get into Tan Hill more as we go along the week, but uh, he's been a real positive plus for them. Yeah. Over you know, Marcus Mariota. Ain't no yeah. Doubt. When he started over Mariota, uh, he caught on fire. Absolutely. Went to the AFC title game. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill. Has arrived as a quarterback, but you know it's the truck. It's that big boy. Yeah, you know Derek Henry. He's such an impress, impressive physical specimen and such a game player. Right. You know, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, when you watch him turn north and south, because right. if you keep him going east and west, yeah. My only thought is when you watch him, you say, "All right, if the train's leaving the station, you better catch that train when it's moving right. slow." Yeah. <laughs> because once it gets rolling, that's got a big bang to it. Yeah, and you know he is a big player. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, is he you, six you, four, you, six you, three. Yeah, he he's got high hips. Yeah, uh, as you said, big quads. But he's fast and he's physical. Right, 
and he's shifty, and he fight. You but know, you know he, why he's he shifty? Has because great if you can, if he can vaporize you running through you, if you, if if he even wiggles his head, you know you you're like, Ugh, you know what I mean? Because you know what he's capable of doing. Right, physically. and then he runs over yeah, you. And then he runs over you. All you need is that one little wiggle that makes you like sit on your heels. You're dead meat. Right. You are dead meat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to be back with more of your calls. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. really well. Lawan and Sappho, particularly on that left side, uh, wreak havoc. Uh, when they win the line of scrimmage, uh, those piles fall forward, and they not only fall forward because of the exploits of the running back, but they fall forward because of the talents and the finish um, of their front. Man, they're well coached and they play really hard uh, up front. Uh, You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, welcome back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about their offensive line. And Taylor Luan uh, is a great player. But I don't think the backup is as good as no. he. Yeah. And I will tell you this. Taylor Luan was a little susceptible inside move. Do you see the guy trap his hands? Right. I've never seen such a clean inside move on such what is potentially a great player. Right. Taylor Lewan is an excellent tackle. Yeah. He's an excellent athlete. But he got smoked uh, in the in the film I was watching last right. last night. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, just saying what you're saying, Assembola or Assemboila, I can't remember the backup's name. Um, he's he's the weak link in that offensive line. Right, right, no doubt right. about it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to go to the phones. Uh, Greg in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome to the locker room, Greg. How you doing, boy? Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, brother? Uh, how you doing? Hey, I'm not going to keep that too long. I know it's almost 12 o'clock, and uh, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Wolf probably getting his chops about that. <laughs> you know, lunch lunch is coming oh, up. Oh, Greg, you are you are so <laughs> insightful. <laughs> Hey, uh, real quick, guys. Uh, I called yesterday and I heard the bad news from Labs, and I just got all distraught, so I hung the phone up. So I thought I'd call back today and ask you. Uh, I know a caller had said one last week that we went 25 games with a turnover. Right. Did we come out that Houston game without a turnover? Yes. Uh. Oh. Yeah. No. I, Wait a minute. I was back and forth on the grill. I wasn't sure we 
turn the ball over or not. I don't think we did. I don't think. No, we didn't. Because Houston came into the game having three turnovers, Steelers none. And I remember that Steelers came out of the game, no turnovers, no. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Right, unless, of course, uh, my memory is betrayed. (laughs) I don't think they did either. I was on the grill all day. I had company over the house, so I was kind of back and forth. But uh, I agree with you, though, Wolf, about they should play on Sundays. Uh, now I'm hearing Tuesday, so it's all it's all disorientated. The thing, the thing that that's going to happen is you're going to open up a lot of unintended consequences, and you're going to have variable lines of demarcation. Well, Greg, I I, I want the game played. I do. I, I want, want the, the game, game played. played. But the fact is, I I just think they're going about it the wrong way. But again, that's how we agree to disagree. Right. That's all I got, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate right. it, brother. Thanks. God bless you, Greg. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. All right, uh, let's go to James in Ohio. James, welcome to the locker room. James, you there? Yes. Yes. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, man. Nothing much, man. Oh my goodness, it's, I've been trying to call you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, we're glad you're here. <clears throat> All right, I got a question for you. If you guys was to build a coach, what would you take from Tomlin, Cower, and Chuck? No, put them all together and build a coach. What would you guys do? Oh, we would. Uh, I, I would uh, um, do Mike Tomlin's uh, uh, friendship with the guys and uh, his uh, teaching, and I would uh, go with Chuck's teaching, and I would go with uh, Cower's intensity. Yeah. Yep, but they are—they're all three great coaches. You know, they were intense in different ways. Yeah. Cower was more emotional. Chuck Knoll could freeze you with a look. I yeah. kid you not, man. I mean, he'd make your heart palpitate or stop almost. And and Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know what I love about Mike? His decisiveness. Right. When he is, I've never in all the years, and I was on the sidelines for eighteen years. I've never seen him not know what to do or right. look like he was searching for an answer. Yeah. He is always. Large and in charge, and I, I got to tell you, I admire that. Yeah, I admire Mike Tomlin too. Uh, you know, I would have loved to play for Mike. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I like him. He don't have no excuses. He don't give people excuses. No, right? There's no excuses, and that's what I. That's what I like a lot. And that's you know what I else too is I like the fact, and a player likes the fact that you don't hang a player out to dry. Now he'll rip you behind the scenes. I mean, he'll get in your grill and give you yeah. a face melt. That being Mike Tomlin. All right, make no mistake about it. Uh, we know, we know that it happens. Okay, and a lot of people sit yeah. there and say, "Well, he doesn't take him to ta- oh, trust me, he takes him to task right. and he holds it to them to accountability." But he will not do that in front of uh, in the public. Right? You know, I mean, and I admire that players they they respect the man. I understand a face melt. I might deserve it, but you know what? You don't have to you know do the thing in the in public. You know what I mean? He keeps it in house. Yeah, you yeah. keep it in house. That's what you do. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited about this game because, one thing, I don't think our front seven defense, we don't have no weaknesses. I don't think they can pick on a spot for us. Let me tell you something. We better not have a weakness because this Tennessee line is going to probe and Derrick Henry is going to find if there's a weakness. And we're going to find out. I don't think – I'm with you, but, you know, this is what the great fun is going to be about finding out who's got the better front end offensively and defensively here. And we got to play gap discipline. Oh, boy, yes. Yes. Yes, awesome, awesome. I I got one more thing to say. Um, 
you guys have been I've been listening to you forever and you guys really really helped me out uh I went through uh chemo and radiation cancer and stuff and it wasn't for me sitting home listening to you guys you guys always got me excited you know I had a, a really tough couple years if it wasn't for my bible and Jesus Christ and you guys man you guys really Amen. helped me do it you know, you need no further amens from us, brother, because you, you already tapped into the source. Right. Way to go. God bless you. That's God bless you, God bless, God bless you, James. You. Thanks a lot, guys, for taking my call. You All betcha. Right. God bless you, buddy. All right, let's go to Herm in California. Herm, uh, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. doing great, man. Just great. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. All right. Hey, um. First of all, I, I kind of jump on what that guy just talked about. Uh, I didn't have cancer or anything like that, mm. but I just, you know, thank God for you guys and your, your ministry to, you know, steal a nation and, you know, what you stand for in life. Um, Very humble, and thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. Kindly. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, yeah. So so here, here's, I didn't get a chance to call it the last couple of days uh, for game balls and stuff like that, but and you were just touching on the point that I was, trying to make is um first of all coach mike man i mean i used to get on him so much he used to frustrate me for like his cost management and stuff but i tell you what um he 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 really makes great adjustments in the game and um i just that, that that's one thing that really impressed me this weekend i mean how we shut out houston in the second half i mean it was like it was unreal how we did that. So I, I really um, I appreciate that. Um, I also, I wish there was a stat that said, you know, like when the Steelers score first, if they win a ball game or if, actually, I, I take that back. It's when the Steelers usually fall behind early in the game. They, they make adjustments where, I mean, it's just unreal. And um, a lot of times I see them, you know, like I so I, I even tell my daughter when I'm watching a ball game and say, Hey, you <laughs> got this one and they're down by ten right now. Wait till the end of the game, you know. It's like um, Rocky, he's just getting mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 And Wolf, man, I was cracking up earlier when you were using the reference to stripes, man. You're like oh. cracking me up. It's like That's a true story though. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead, bud. No, I you know, my, my, my daughter works for this bunk cake place, man, and, and um, <laughs> down the road, and she she gets these bunk cakes every night and brings them home. It's like, so I got to tell my wife, yeah, I got to, you know, even bottom my aggression tonight, you know? So. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. Let me tell you, you, know, you we went to, this, hey, brother, we went and watched Stripes like a dozen times in the training camp of, of 84 because, because it, there was air yeah. conditioning there. was there. air conditioning in the movie theater. <laughs> we didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> you guys crack up, man. But, hey, I just wanted to call, say hi. And, and I, I you, you stole my thunder, Wolf. Uh-oh. I was tell I was going um, to break the story about the Steelers not playing um, on Sunday, but well, you, you got me. Um but yeah, so I guess they're playing Monday or Tuesday. Hopefully, that's going to be like a nationally televised game, or uh, you think that? Right, right, right. I hope, so. I hope it's Monday because I would hate to have to play on Tuesday. Yeah, because the following yeah, Sunday do. is going to be a problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it was great talking to you guys, man. Thanks for taking my call. God bless you. Thank you. God bless, Herm. brother. Gosh, make All sure right, you thanks, call guys. back earlier and let me know how many bunt cakes you've been through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
right. My wife right. knows because she's lost my waistline. All right. There All you right. go. God bless you. All right. All right. Let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. <laughs> I love it. I missed that. Beautiful. <laughs> I tried calling in yesterday, and I did, and I didn't get through because obviously it's uh, you know it was a busy day. Um, and yeah, you stole my thunder too by releasing that information. I saw it come loose on NFL.com, and I was like, oh, oh maybe I can say it. <laughs> well, you got to know that Jacob's all over that. I'm sorry, it yeah, wasn't Jake, me. It was Jacob. Jacob's oh, yeah, uh, no, the, the research. Awesome. He's awesome. Yep. You got to give that boy a raise, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. So I. I know we're up against it, so I'll just say this. I'm concerned um, about this whole thing. I'm with you, Wolf, in regards to let's just get this done, let's play it, let's not put it off, let's not screw things up. But I'm concerned our team really has it this year, and I'm concerned about what could happen if things get a little out of hand and Tennessee starts spreading stuff all over the place. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and hang up and just listen to your, uh, to your feedback. on Thanks Jason. Appreciate you brother. Love you too, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, New Hampshire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, if they start, uh, spreading the COVID all (laughs) feel, I mean, what happens? You're going to yell at a guy and then the guy turns and starts barking and you're like, going get back. Yeah. Social distance. Yeah. It'll be crazy. All right, we're out of time, and uh, you know my point. My point, though, just just think about this: is that you know, if if you can't line up on Sunday, you're you're, you're probably you might still have the whole thing going on Monday. Right, you know, right. it'd still be problem. So yeah, there you go. All right, so long, everybody. God bless. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and Jacob is our main man. He does a great job, and God bless everybody.